Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. What is love, baby? <laughs> I can't even do it. You are now tuned in to another hilarious, entertaining, real last episode of the Cat vs. Dog podcast with myself, CJ, and my talented, amazing co-host, Young Dolomite Sir. How are you? I'm chilling. You popping? Yeah, I'm dancing. If you guys can't hear this music, you're missing now. It, it's a... Um, a preview to what we're going to be talking about and discussing today. This is a classic. Who sing this shit? Yeah, who sings this, Ben? Hadaway. Hadaway? Yeah. Had a bitch. That's some old one hit wonder shit. Well, we don't know that. If you saw Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. You know, you know this shit. My thing, do you know this was a skit on SNL? A very popular skit with uh, Will that's Ferrell. A, that's where the movie came from. Did it? Yeah, the movie was a spinoff of the skit. It can't, yeah. It was oh, of okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, when they had Jim Carrey on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that. that shit was dope. Ben, our super producer. Man. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm wonderful. How about you guys? I'm good. How was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, I went to the movies with my wife. What'd you went guys do? Went and saw see? Queen and Slim. Wow. Oh. Good give, movie. Give a slight overview without telling too much because I haven't seen it yet. But um, I want to. I'm going on Tuesday. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, just to keep it as short as possible, it was the black version of Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. But it was different, though. So don't think you finna go and watch it and they're going to be robbing banks and all right. that shit. It's, it's not the exact story. Miss West made a point on The Breakfast Club to say that it wasn't like that. Like, yeah. the, you know, it's something that she, when she said this, this was when I was like, I know it's going to be probably a little heavy. She was like, it could happen to any one of us. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that Bonnie and Clyde shit is a choice to go out and rob and all that other shit. She was like, this is some shit that could happen to you. Yeah. And I was like, OK, that that means it should hit home for us. Um. So yeah, glad glad you went out and supported that. Yeah, my wife cried like a fucking baby. Why do you mean, say that? Like, that means somebody dies. That means somebody fucking dies. But it was niggas a realistic ad, it, it was a realistic adaptation. But shit, no, nah, niggas niggas cry watching all time. Niggas cry watching inspirational movies. When name another movie. My we, name is Dolomite. Niggas cry watching Ray and and nigga, Ray I cry watching Ray too. No, but he went through saying. so much. Exactly, but that's what I mean. Like nobody gotta so die much. for you to cry in the movie. Yeah, but the nigga was struggled out on drugs, my nigga, and he was blind. Like it's got to be some serious, dramatic ass shit to get us to get the tears to flow in, my nigga. Niggas cry watching a motherfucker win at the end of the movie. Watch a nigga win a championship. If like, he went through a bunch of bullshit, exactly. you know, we're not crying for a nigga who had it easy his whole life. And then one at the end. No, I'm sure that nigga went through drug addictions. Mama was beating them. They lost their house. They got evicted. Was living on the street. Like dramatic ass shit. So if that kind of nigga win at the end, then we feel good. Exactly. Nigga so, ain't crying at the end of Young Dolomite though. Stop. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I cried. I was like, damn, this nigga made it. All this hard ass work. I didn't. And then he I got, got the movie put in theaters. I didn't cry. When, I when, thought when that he was, was sitting there with the little fat dude. I was like, this shit is the sweetest shit I've ever seen. Oh, my fucking The little, God. little nigga knew all the lines. Shout out to him. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. Hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit, that was a, that was a good-ass movie. That shit was inspiration. Don't you cry at weddings? No. Especially People cry at weddings. No. Motherfuckers cry on not the Not good tears. All right. Well, here's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Them weddings, I don't even go to. I'm not going to get dressed cry up when babies shit. is born. Bro, I didn't cry when baby was born. I, I didn't cry when Deuce was born, but the no rules niggas, they cried when they kids was born. Listen, I cried the next day. I will say that. When I woke up and, and he was still here, I was like, oh, shit. What in a dream? Ain't got, a, got a baby, bitch. God damn. <laughs> what about the nine months he was carrying his ass? We was rocking and chilling. That's a long fucking dream. 
Listen, I had a great pregnancy. I didn't have like no. So when you had him, it didn't like hurt and all that crazy shit. Not. It's not so much that it hurt. I. This is what I distinctly remember after Bailey being born and coming out. It's her trying to give him to me, and he had all that gunk on him, and I was like, "Wash him off, please," and then bring him back over here. And so his dad and my mama washed him off. That's your juices. I don't give a damn. They've been marinating for nine months. That shit is spoil. (laughs) (laughs) That came out of you. Hey, that's your spoil. God designed that process, but I ain't really trying to just marinate in the juices with that shit. I'm good. Long as you didn't dookie on them. Listen, it's in there. Oh, uh, you do on him? His dookie is in there. The baby's mm. is in there. No, thank you. Yeah, shit, you ain't never touched baby dookie before? I'm sure some has got on my fingers from wiping. Listen, I had never even held a newborn baby prior to having my son. Oh, God damn. They nah. necks are loose. They be wobbly. They unstable. I don't want to hold your ass. I come from a big family, so I held a lot of babies before I had mine. Listen. No, I'm good. And I still don't want to hold newborn babies. And the crazy shit is I was more excited to be an uncle than a father. Yeah, because you know you can get that motherfucker back. Exactly. I used to be like, <laughs> man, I can't wait to be an uncle. Nigga, that shit finna be the shit, nigga. Listen. I'm going to ruin this little nigga. It's totally different when you're not responsible day in and day out for that motherfucker. Yeah, I became know? an uncle late than a motherfucker. I was sure hoping somebody have a kid, but I forgot I was the oldest. I'm like, ah, shit. I'm going to be a father first. Yeah. Even though being a father is super duper duper dope. But yeah, motherhood is amazing. Be, being an uncle, that shit was going to be fucking fly as hell. What did I do this weekend? Um, Celebrity shit. Don't start that. Don't you start was that. on fucking TV. <clears throat> we didn't talk about that shit on the fucking podcast. You was on TV. She was on a whole damn TV show on the stage in front of a live studio audience and some more shit. Shout out to the Don Diva. Exactly. Thank you, gentlemen. The celebraton. You're welcome. If you Definitely will. Definitely not a celebrity. We are not uh, worthy. Get, get, stop being. It's humble. It's humbling being in her presence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Y'all laying it on thick. Real thick. There's no other way. Man. Thick. So this is what I will say. Thank you to Fox Soul. Thank you for the opportunity to be on the flat platform with other uh, comedians. Um Bro, I'm not calling myself a comedian. I don't know. Like I, I've received a, a little, Jenna. a little bit of backlash from people, f- like saying, "Oh, you're, you know, you've you've done a couple of shows." No, no, no. I'm very still versed in learning the craft and understanding it. I feel like I've been funny my whole life. I will say that, but it's a difference when you decide to grab that mic and stand up in front of people, and I respect that. Um, but I am an actress. I'm an actress who's funny. She's she just an overall bad motherfucker. That's yeah. what she is. So She's a bad I, motherfucker. I look forward to working with Fox All again and, and bringing some ideas to the table. Goddamn. See that? The motherfuckers was like, we need you on staff. <laughs> Fuck all this shit, nigga. Yeah. You, you did Conversations good. were had afterwards. Exactly. They're like, nigga, we're going to need you to hang around for a minute. We need some ideas. Ideas. Chelsea. We need you to put here us you go, on. Here you go. Goddamn, man. And she told that shit up, nigga. She did amazing. Thank you, guys. Every time I see her on stage, I'll be like, she's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. I can't who, wait. Who was, up, who was up on the panel? Was it she oh, or yes. Chelsea? Listen. Chelsea. Chelsea. We got it. Chelsea Perry. The amazing Shout Chelsea Shout out to Perry. Charlie Wilson, Chris Nee, and Quentin, the, com- uh, comedian, the comedian. Charlie they, Wilson, they, not they, Uncle yeah, Charlie no, Wilson. I was about to say, Uncle was Uncle No, Uncle Charlie wasn't there. When she said Charlie Wilson, I said, oh shit, Uncle Charlie, I got to watch this no. shit. Then I'm like, okay, who's this nigga? No, and Claudia Jordan was there. She was super dope and super sweet, too. You guys know Claudia? Yeah, no. she's a pretty good person. Who yeah. that? She was a singer. No. Oh, see. Then I'm talking about somebody else. <laughs> Oops. She was on a couple of episodes. So she's done a lot of videos. She's always been around in the industry. She's done radio and TV before. Uh, she was on two seasons of Atlanta Housewives and, mm. and serving Nene the bitch. She has a very slick mouth, uh, but very funny, very pretty, uh, very and just was a down to earth spirit. So shout out to her too. As well as uh, Maisha Wynn, man, super sweet. Just, it's nice to be around other black women who are working in their craft, who are not like being shady or being like, it was just a good vibe and a good energy. And shout out to White Jadena. Who is White Jadena? Why do you keep White saying Jadena. that? White Jadena. He was up on stage with you. Quentin? That's your call? <coughs> His Quentin? name is Quentin the Comedian. Quentin White Jadena. Shout okay. out to White Jadena. He was giving some nice little quips. 
Right. My mama was not here for Quentin, though. She was like, the rest of y'all was good, but I don't. Where'd y'all find him at? White Jadena. <laughs> Shout out to White Jadena. I like White Jadena. My mama Jadena. was not having it. Yeah, because he's very sarcastic. Yeah. I get why you like I like, him. I like that. I like that type of You humor. didn't like him when. Oh, I. Probably no. On this stand up. He was all right. That, see? I told you he was funny. Yeah, but shit. It, it's it an wasn't acquired even like taste. funny. Yeah, it was like. His humor is an acquired I get taste. It. For sure. Yeah. So our social topic for this week is um, something that kind of transpired from me being on the TV show. But I, it just boggled my mind. Like, do we really view black men as weak once they've divulged that they've been sexually groped or touched inappropriately or something like that? Why, like, why is that viewed as weak specifically in the black community? I don't understand. As a man? As a man, yes. Like you got sexually assaulted while you was grown. What? Yes, that's what I mean. Not as a child, as, as an adult. Because we don't play that shit. Is, that doesn't mean that it can't happen to you. It can happen. Right. I've, been, I've been groped by a woman. But if a man does that make it okay? Me, okay, so if a man groped you, yes, it'd be fucking problems. It would be fucking problems. But you don't think you would still feel away? What you mean away? Like what the fuck is going on that this man even felt comfortable? Everybody is not as uh, physically sound, or you know, into getting into a physical altercation. That doesn't make you less of a man because you don't want to fucking fight. True. But that's I, I, it's I don't like think that makes you weak. When when I think about situations like that, it was something that you did that gave him the energy to feel like he was comfortable doing that. No, that's just like then that's like when you tell women, oh, because you had this outfit on, that's why I raped you. No, no. But for a, a, a small white man to feel comfortable enough to touch a big black man, no. Listen, it was it was something you did or said that that gave that nigga the green light to do that shit. I'm not, not saying what he did was right, but it was something that made him feel like doing that was the thing to do. I don't think so, because then that that takes the, the responsibility from that person away. You still have to be responsible. Like he's well, you're talking about a one instance and I'm just talking about across the board. I don't give a fuck what I do. If I don't invite you to say, hey, you can touch me or I touch you first. That doesn't make it OK. It don't. It's not OK at all. But what I'm saying is, why the fuck did he feel comfortable enough who to is touch he? you like who that? Is he? The dude who touched Terry Crews. So now we're specifically talking. I'm not specifically talking well, about Terry Crews. Specifically, He's bringing up the Terry Crews the, situation. Listen, it's a lot of weirdos in Hollywood. They don't need permission. They have power. So they use their power to intimidate and put you in these situations. So Terry Crews could have done nothing but been fucking Terry Crews. And this nigga, if he felt like he liked him, would have touched him because I'm a white man of power. I'm a white man of privilege. They don't need the go ahead for shit. They mm -hmm. feel like the world is theirs any damn way. Dead. So no, I don't His feel black like eye he will be yours too. I mean, I get that too. <laughs> I get that too. And like he said, he got him up off of him. That wasn't the issue. It was the issue. Now, how did saying, he get him up off of him? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go. And I that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and that's the reason everybody's looking at Terry Crews sideways. I'm not looking at Terry Crews I sideways. Am. Only reason I'm well, we discussed this briefly before the show started, and he brought up a my co-host brought up a valid point that. He didn't say anything until the heels of this Me Too movement, which seemed to be an attack by Caucasian women on black men. And that's the problem with that, that you couldn't have said something earlier at another time. It just seemed like, I'm not saying he did. It, it ain't, It just no, seemed it's, like it's you not, came on the heels of that shit. It wasn't seemed like, because he was having a discussion about it, and that's when he brought it up. It was matter-of-factly, yeah. like, you think, well, since a deliberate we're talking sense. about it, I, I was attacked as well. That's how he came <clears throat> out of the closet on this fucking, this shit. He said, oh, well, I, I, I too have been touched. Me too. He said that shit on Twitter. I'm like, nigga, what? When he first, uh, this is how I took it when he said it. I didn't take it as, oh, I'm trying to jump on the heels of the Me Too movement. I took it as... This also happens to men, and I'm going to be bold enough to say as a big black man, because that's what we're looking at size, which is irrelevant. But as a man, 
even the most of masculine appearing, that it can happen to you too. Mm-hmm. I've had people put me in weird ass, uncompromising ass situations. As gangster as you think you gonna be when a motherfucker try you, you don't know until it's just you and this motherfucker and you be like, fuck. That's the first thing you think. Like, how am I finna get out of this shit without one, ruining my career, without two, ruining everything that I've worked for. Like, this shit's not easy. Think about the grinding and things that we do now. We got to a certain level and then a motherfucker try you. Not even in a sexual way. Let's say another woman, knowing that you married, try you. And she say, oh, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to say you fucked me and I'm going to blast you and I'm going to ruin your whole shit. Mm. That's the kind of position that they put these people in. Things are at risk. And shout out to Kevin Hart. Because somebody did that. He got in front of it. He said, hold on, shout let me to- go ahead and make this video. Because since the bitch finna come out and try to blackmail me, bitch blackmail this. David David Letterman did the same thing. You can, But my thing is that, that you got to be comfortable with now announcing your AL. That's an even higher level. That's you doing the shit. I'm saying somebody lying on you. A woman cornering you and saying, bitch, if you dumb. Kevin Hart n- fucked her willingly. That's mm-hmm. a different situation. I'm talking about somebody putting you in some uncompromising ass shit and saying... Nigga, if you want these podcast awards, if you want this shit to pop off like you really want it to pop off, you need to drop them draws. Well, bitch, I'm going to continue driving these trucks and (laughs) hope for the best because ain't no motherfucking way. So I'm saying some people, though, feel like shit. I'm going to be blackballed. I'm going to be, you know, that's why you got to understand what yours is. pays good money, dog. It ain't even about the money. What is for you will be for you. Stay diligent on your path. Trust in your talent and keep on going. And don't you can't put me in no corner with no shit. No, don't. Don't let a motherfucker touch you, period. Exactly. I don't like motherfuckers to touch my arms without permission. Exactly. And that's how that's how I am. Like, you know, I've said it more than once on this podcast. I don't like being fucking touched. So if a motherfucker touch me inappropriately, trust me, we gonna, we gonna have something about it. And that shit gonna be instant. I'm a touchy feely person, but it's just it's not finna be when I just met you. Like that too. And it's damn sure not finna be from a fucking strange man. That part. Like ain't no fucking way. So like again, the fact that he took all that time to even mention the shit shows me, nigga, you wasn't tripping when it happened. You probably what? went home with your girl and was in the car like, baby, can you believe that nigga touched my fucking dick? And you left that shit alone. So then because- when the Me Too shit cracked off, all of a sudden. Because time passed, it's touched. not legitimate. Now I'm a victim. So wait, no, go back. So because he let time pass, he's not legitimate. No. Do you know? We just talked about how embarrassing this shit would be. Y'all, DL and all these people that you just named, mm-hmm. clown the fuck out of him. Yeah. So and why would I have said like anything? Because okay. if he if he'd have said that shit literally the next day, this motherfucker touched my penis. Again, my career's at stake. Mm-hmm. Nigga. Why, why would I blast this big industry name? Why would you wait and then blast it anyway? It's at stake still. Is it? I don't think it is. So now. you think if you is, is there a time limit on your career being at stake? Um, she exactly. see what happened to Bill Cosby. So no, you can be at the end and not even doing shit, and the motherfucker come out the woodworks on your ass. Exactly. So if if you mm. were scared of the shit coming back on you, then why didn't you just keep that shit low forever? My thing is, it wasn't a comeback on him. It was finding the space and the confidence and the courage to be able to say it. Sometimes it takes a while to be able to say certain shit. I've had shit that's happened in my life that when it happened, I couldn't talk about it. So now, five, ten years later, I'm a little bit more confident with speaking on certain situations. So he was more confident because a bunch of white girls said it. I'm not saying what brought his confidence that's level. What that's what brought his that, confidence that, That's your theory, but I don't have a problem with he, him waiting. He said it in the tweet. We gonna, after this show, we're going to have to bring that shit up. What? All this Me Too shit. And then he said, I, too, have been touched. Big so, bitch. <clears throat> So when is it okay for a man to say somebody? Right when that shit happened. And only. So if he waits years, it's not okay. No. The fuck was you waiting for? Wow. What the fuck was you waiting for? It's not waiting for. I've been fucked up. Mm. It's just like some women who are being abusive relationships and they don't get comfortable to talk about it until years later. That shit fucks you up. It changes you. 
His mental health don't look damaged in no fucking way. Listen, we don't know this man days in and out. That's the thing with celebrities. I hate that part with people in general. And I'm not I'm not a celebrity at all. Yeah. But we look at these people as if they are exempt or fucking superheroes. These are regular fucking people that we just they happen to do this on TV and we see it. They're no different from you or I. So why do we feel like, oh, I got to run out here and say some shit and speak on it immediately when the average person who works the nine to five don't do that shit? You've seen enough episodes of Law and Order SVU to know these motherfuckers be waiting five or ten years to say something happened to them. I don't watch the show and I'm sure that's all women. Okay. Mm. Assault is assault. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand that assault is assault, whether it's a man or a woman. Yeah. And if I'm assaulted, I'm going to assault you back. So I was raised. Nigga, sexually assaulted. I'm, I'm not a mad physically at your Terry Crews, and I get it. You sh- I, you could have the timing could have been a little different on the Especially, heels of the exactly, movement. nigga. Just like because you, I I don't like what they were doing with Bill, and I don't like how they're trying to make black men the face of that shit when it's really white men. Because where's Weinstein at? <laughs> that nigga, part. Where, where's uh, Woody Allen in it? That man? part. Nigga, where's all these other white motherfuckers who done did all this Still shit? Still living all comfortably fuck, in their homes. Say, them niggas is at the crib right Chilling, now. Still yes. making movies. And Bill is in a whole goddamn prison cell. Because if y'all seen that movie, Open Secret, which is about all these famous white dudes who've molested little boys, including uh, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Where can we kiss? Where can we see this documentary? Vimeo. Vimeo. It's called okay. Open Secret. Open Secret. They I'm banned that motherfucker. They they wasn't gonna put that shit in theaters and shit. But if you look on Vimeo, the movie is called Open Secret, and it's a lot of motherfuckers that are very powerful still today in Hollywood. That's some motherfuckers that ain't even that fucking powerful. None of these motherfuckers got convicted. And the reason it's called Open Secret is because everybody knows, but ain't nobody saying shit. That's true. That's what I'm saying. It's a culture. Yeah. Everyone knows. So that's why I still applaud Terry Crews, even if it was on the heels of that shit. For for you to be saying something that everybody knows and still won't say shit about. I would have applauded him if he'd have said it when he felt it and not when the white girls made it comfortable. I agree with that. That was some sucker shit. Like, don't go after the white girls. Oh, the white girls are coming out. Let me go ahead and talk about my trauma. Nigga, get your big bitch ass out of here with that shit. You don't think that's trauma? What? <laughs> Assaulted. That's uh, why you laughing now. I'm <laughs> Go ahead, asking, get, spit it get, out. Getting, get, getting your gen, genitalia fondled by another man is not. You don't think that's a. If that's not what you want, it is. The jail time I'm gonna get after putting his ass in the hospital. Yeah, that'll be traumatic, nigga. It's gonna be hard for me to get another job after I get out. Can't after that, you known as the nigga who got a shit jiggled by another man. Exact. That's another thing. <laughs> See. Hey. See. See, there's no safe space for me in the comment talk about shit Man, hence why they hold it in. I don't give niggas a safe space to touch me. You don't need you can again. Just be, we just talked about power. I could, you could just be walking and and somebody might be uh like them them old um scary movies when niggas was like open nuts when them niggas were hitting each other oh, on the movie. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could just be walking down the open street cheek, and that shit nigga. and that shit happen, huh? Open cheek. If you lean down to hit my nuts, all this. Oh, okay. I'm Wide about, open. Well, I say, Bow. Just, I nigga, you going night night, nigga. <laughs> shit. You go ahead and do that shit if you want to, nigga. I don't leave. I don't. I don't create the energy for a motherfucker to feel comfortable enough to do that. Hey, some somebody some of these gays are they 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 aggressive. They aggressive. Even if they're not aggressive, you cannot. I don't know how many times I've not given a nigga energy and he still shot his shot. He still said whatever he was going to say. I still had a nigga try to put his arm around me and gave him not one bit of energy, but he wanted to do that shit, so he did it. You don't mm-hmm. have to. And what was your reaction to that? Did you wait some, two years? What to do you say, mean? No, I just, I'm, I'm, a, get your I'm arm good from at around me, ghosting sir. people. So, no, I don't try to make it awkward for people either because I know it takes a lot. I do. I know you are. You touch my dick, it's going to be very awkward. I've never had nobody try to. Grab my, my you you my gonna heart. wake up with a sore fucking jaw and it's gonna be very awkward. Like why the fuck am I on the ground? Like bro, you don't even know why you just got knocked out. Exactly, nigga. The last thing <laughs> I remember was seeing Young Dolomite walking past, nigga. Now I'm here, okay. <laughs> looking at hospital lights and doctors. You grabbed, he jabbed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Overhand right. Really? What is love? Huh? What is love? That's what we're talking about today, episode thirty eight. On the Cat vs. Doc show is, what is love? 
in the words of the great sugar free two people feeling sorry for each other then hit divorce court to pay child support to your baby's mother that's what sugar free said that is one of the most disrespectful definitions to one of the highest vibrations in life I have ever heard. But uh, honestly, <laughs> I like love is it's, it's such a broad thing mm-hmm. because it's not an emotion. What is it? I kind of feel like love is I think it's an energy. Okay. I mm-hmm. wouldn't really call it an emotion or an action. Like I'll people say, oh, that. love is an action. Like, no, love is something that creates action. It's something that creates emotion, but it's not in action or in emotion. I feel like love is when another person's happiness causes your happiness. Like your happiness is predicated upon whether or not that person is happy. That's dangerous. Yeah, but that's what I feel like love is. Love is fucking dangerous. Love is dangerous. I so do agree. How that do you dangerous. define love, CJ? I I agree with that. It I feel like it is action, or it does cause action. But here's my thing: people will justify doing crazy shit and say because oh, because I was in love. Um, do I feel like love is blind? Mm, no, love will blind your ass though. <clears throat> no, that's not love. Okay. That's not what love is. Sometimes we're in deep lust and deep like with someone and we we think we love this person, but we really don't. Um what would I define love as? I'm not stumped, but it's very difficult to put in words. I will say that. Yeah. It's very difficult to put in words. We should have looked that shit up in the dictionary. Pull it up for us. Our producer being is going to pull up. The, what, what does Webster's Webster. <laughs> definition of love? What does Webster say love is? But yeah, love Jay, is. Jay Cole had it on his album. And that's where, I, like he was saying, and, and Erica Badu spoke to this tons of times about that being like the two emotions of energy. Yeah. Okay. Speaking so Webster says love is a noun. A quality or feeling of strong or consist constant, constant affection for and dedication to another. Hmm. Nah. Okay, l- listen to this. Listen to definition number two. And this is where motherfuckers get Hell fucked up. Hell no, that's uh, lust. Uh, 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 Go ahead. Uh, that's, that's it. Attraction based on sexual desire, the strong affection and tenderness felt by lovers. But I love my mom, though. It's a better word for love. What you know? What there's no word. I don't. I don't forgot what it is. It's an. It's. I want to say when I was in Spain, like they don't have the word love. It's something else. It's it's not another word. Or whatever the fuck. I can't with you. I can't with you. Is that what it is? No. Fucking. No, but it's the word that they have is something like because it's it's because love is fleeting. Right? Because I feel like people fall in and out of love with people. So then... I don't think you can fall out of love. You don't think you can fall out of love? No. Let me think. You can fall out of like. You can fall out of lust. I don't think you can fall out of love. I kind of I think if you fell in love in the first place, you always going to love that person. Or at least have some form of love for that You'll person. have some form of love for the person. Like you might there not you still be sexually attracted, but you don't never want to see nothing bad happen to that person. Well, I don't want to see nothing happen back to regular people. That don't mean I love them. I don't know. I, I do. I love everybody. Yeah, I love everybody, but you know what Except I mean. Except the people who I want to see something bad happen to. <laughs> who do you want to see something bad happen to? Whack 100. I would like something bad to happen to George Zimmerman. Yeah, him too. This thing is out here real disrespectful these days, but we're getting off topic. Um, how do you know you in love? Um, I think it's uh, pretty much like the, the 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 definition that I gave. What shit? When when their happiness is your happiness. Seeing them happy makes you happy. Seeing them sad makes you sad. But it's like I, I look at in love is something that you can't really put your finger on. 
Like what let me know I was in love with my wife no matter what she did. Like I, I still looked at her the same way. A lot of times when you just love a motherfucker, it's things they do that make you be like, you know what? I don't like this motherfucker no more. Like mm. that that shit never went away with my wife. Like That's true. It, it it was shit that I seen that I didn't like and didn't give a fuck. Like I was just in love. Like, you know what? This is usually a deal breaker, but her, nah. That's I, true. I even love this flaw that pisses me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Unconditional. Yeah. I don't think humans are capable of unconditional love. I can unconditionally mm. love my kids. I don't. I think. I think my son could shoot me in the face, and I still love him. Well, you think so? Yeah. I don't know. Lauren, Lauren Hill has something about unconditional love, and I f- I feel that way. And and this is not. I'm not being shady, but just in an open moment right here, like. <clears throat> I'll use our podcast as an example. Brought up in a Christian, very holy household, this, this, and this, right? My mom hates our show because we cuss and sometimes we use a certain type of language and, you know, and my thing is I don't feel, I feel like you can dislike something, but it interrupts how she'll deal with me. And that's like, I'm your daughter. There should be an unconditional love there no matter what. I'm doing. And my thing is, it's not like I'm on Fig in 37 selling that thing to the highest bidder. I'm on a podcast talking shit. Like, and really giving out jewels, no lie, for people to go out and not make the same mistakes over and over again. Bars, bitches. But if you get caught up in some four letter words that we don't, and who who decided that these words were cuss words? Mm. We don't even understand the origin of language, truly and honestly. So, I'm, so, but again, but do I still love my mother even though she's that way? Yes. Yeah. Unconditional. I think it speaks a lot to when you are able to continue to love someone in a very genuine way when you find the things about them that you don't like. Yeah. I think that's in love. Because I've, I've love. loved girls a lot of times. Yeah. Like, I, I really love them, but I but wasn't in love. In love. Like, in love is with your heart. Yeah. Like, it's beyond shit that your brain can comprehend. Man, I've been in love to the point where I spent literally my last $10. Like, my account is empty. I have literally a five and five ones in my motherfucking purse. And I'm going to spend eight of them on you. Yeah. That shit. It was like, I gotta fucking love you for this shit. But see, I, th- mm. I think that's love. In in love is is difficult. A lot of times, it's uh, it's yeah. difficult to uh, what would you call that shit to define? Because I see a lot of motherfuckers go, you know. But some people just love hard. What does that mean? Because men are always you like women love hard, and men don't love like women love. But and that's why women can take a man back after he cheats. Like that's some type of broad ass excuse for that shit. I look at loving hard is you being willing to do a lot more than the average motherfucker based on your feeling of love for a person. Okay, because I feel like people who quote unquote genuinely love hard don't love that often. And I think I'm one of those people. I can love you, but like in love with you, mm, ain't going to be for everybody. Because I've dated niggas in longer relationships who I wouldn't give five dollars to. But this particular person, and my thing is also knowing that it would have been reciprocated. That's that's a huge part of too of finding a balanced place of love. You, when you feel like you can be your full, complete self, and this motherfucker got you like you got them, you gonna go to the end. And that, and I feel like that's money can't buy that. Nothing can create like that's just something that's created between you and this other human being. Period. I just feel like that's in love. That means you don't love hard. That means that when you in love, because in love is hard, period. If you in love with a motherfucker, you're going to go hard, even if you don't love hard. Some motherfuckers mm. love hard is like people with a short fuse. 
Like, you know, you got people who you step on their shoe and they go all the way big. You bump their shoulder, they go all the way big. They go all the way big over everything. That's not love hard. Yeah. That's crazy. That's when you trip Some motherfuckers is crazy. Like, that's the insecure part that you're hiding behind and saying, because I love you, that's why I went through all your text messages and I'm in the bushes trying to see where you at and I'm following you and shit. No, that's insecurities. And that's and what I'm, they call loving hard. No, that's not what I call being, loving hard. Being highly passionate. They call that loving hard no i'm a passionate person I, i'm not hiding in nobody's bushes i have one through a phone but i don't i it wasn't big i didn't justify that behavior because of love i justified that behavior because i think i'm nosy but shit like and you I, left it open i had an ex when when we first got together she went to the mall bought me shoes and she didn't have no whole gang of money she didn't buy me a bunch of shit because she was balling mm-hmm. she just felt like oh i'm already in love with this nigga she went and bought my mom something for her birthday. Like, she was going all the fuck out. Like, is that that love though? Because I'm buying you stuff. But shit, it was, it was more than that. Like, me and her was together maybe a month. She moved out of her mom's house, got an apartment, and we moved in together because oh, I no. got kicked out of my mom's shit. No. Like, not, she. Y'all was, just moving fast. But that's what I'm saying though. Like, but that's what people call loving hard. Like, doing shit out of emotion that mm. is. Above and beyond what the average person do. That's what people call loving hard. I'm not saying that that's the proper definition, but that's what people call loving hard. Oh, I I go crazy if if you don't answer my text. I love hard. That's why. Well, oh, let's I'll, redefine that shit today as insecurity, and you tripping. That's possible. And I think too, when you're younger, love grows and evolves. Things, Puppy love. Thing not well. What would you call that? Because y'all were younger. That y'all were in. I don't. I wouldn't even say puppy love. It's just different. What you come to know genuine love to be is different at twenty, different at twenty five, and different at thirty. I look at puppy love as just being smitten. Like That's young high school kids, shit. That, yeah, that, yeah, that first motherfucker who you. Oh, this is this is the love of my life. I can't believe at this age I'm fifteen. This is who I'm gonna marry. Like yeah, I did that. Shit. You be fifteen years old thinking you gonna marry this motherfucker like. Yeah. We Romeo and Ju, I'll die for you. Like nigga, you 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 ain't even really bust no real nuts yet, nigga. You ain't love with this motherfucker. Like, you know that's part of the difficulty of raising a daughter. Like remembering being that age and remembering mm-hmm. how little girls was thinking they was in love with your stupid ass when you was that age. Like this bitch really thought we was in love, and then thinking in the future, my daughter is gonna feel like that about one of these little nappy headed niggas. And there's going to be nothing that I'm going to be able to tell her to make her believe that that's some bullshit. Nothing. There's nothing. Because I was the, I was engaged my senior year. You can tell me that we weren't going to be together forever. <laughs> God damn. And see, this is, this is what I'm saying. We, you could not Was that the last me. episode we had when we was talking about not trusting your daughter's choices of, of boys? Listen, he was this a great shit. guy. Listen, no, the, the, we did not end up being together only because I joined the Navy. I think had I never joined the Navy, we'd have definitely got married. It's possible. Yeah, but, but he was like, you need to go. that's not to say that it would have lasted. True. Because, True. you know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, with getting married young, y'all don't know who y'all going to be in 10 years. Just because y'all compatible right now don't mean y'all going to be compatible in 10 years. That's this true. motherfuckers got married at 30. And by 35 and 40, they was yeah. two completely different fucking people. Like, that's people true. learn and grow at different paces. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, wh- where you are at 20, where you are at 25, and then who you are at 30, like, love grows and evolves. And I, it's crazy because I can remember having a conversation with um, pretty much just a group of fellas when I was in the Navy. And this Spanish guy was like, I'd rather be respected than loved in my relationship. And he was Latin. And I was like, I just think a trip. Love is everything. You got to love the motherfucker. Got to this, got to that. But now, as a 30-plus grown-ass adult, I feel like respect is so much more important than love. I'd rather a motherfucker respect me than love me almost. Because when you genuinely respect somebody, there are certain shit you won't do. It, when it's like when I respect elders and older people. So when I come around them, it's certain things I don't say. It, I clean up how I do, you know, how I'm going to speak and, and just how I move because I respect them. So when you respect a woman, it's like... Now, I'm, you you could have an opportunity to cheat, but you like, ah, I respect this motherfucker. I'm not going to do this because I know this, this, and this. Love go in and out. Motherfuckers say all day I love you and will cheat on you with, with whoever. 
So I think I think the respect and love go hand in hand. You need to be with somebody who does both. Or somebody who's at least respectful enough to be discreet about it. No, my nigga. That just that's a sneaky nigga. Dang. That's not okay. Dang. Motherfuckers mm. cheat. Just be respectful enough not to get caught. No, that's not re- that's not respecting me that you are being sneaky. Dang, some motherfuckers make How mistakes. How is that respect? Huh? How is that respect? Yes, you can make a mistake. I'm not saying that you should dissolve your relationship because of cheating. If you want to thug it out, thug it out. Do your thing. But I'm saying I don't think there's no level of respect once you've done it. No, I, I ain't going to say that. Didn't uh, Jay-Z cheat on Beyonce? You think he don't respect Beyonce? I think he lost some respect for her, and she lost some respect for him, too. Some. Yes. But they still respect each other. Some. Because they're in love. Some. But that's It's what, different. You've got to work a little harder. Now, like you said, you have to rebuild that trust. You've got to rebuild that respect. Yeah. You've got to go back in and diligently work on the relationship because, my nigga, you out here doing shit that's disrespectful. But I don't think he loved Beyonce no less when he was doing that shit. That's I, the reason 444 came out. I'm, you don't it's do not 444 about the love. if you like, oh, I don't, I don't respect her. If he didn't respect her when he got caught, he'd have kept that shit pushing. What does him doing an album have to do with the relationship? I don't give a fuck if he did 444 or not. We wouldn't even have to do a 444 had you kept your dick in your pants. So yeah, but I don't he care. He showed in, in his art, in his way of expressing himself, that was his way of getting back, of including shit we didn't see. Because we don't know what all he did in order for them to get back together. Right. But I'm sure he didn't just say, hey, I made this CD. You going to get back with me or no? Right. Like, I'm sure he did a whole lot to try to rebuild as that he trust. Should. And the art that he created. I'm just I'm just using 444 as just showing that in his way of showing his remorse for what he did, he did an album to pour his heart out publicly to let everybody know. Pour his shit. heart out? Hell yeah. I don't think it was a pour have his heart out. Have you ever heard Jay-Z out. before 444? Four, four, four? Yes. I'm this a fan. I have like post- his albums. Listen, I've got posters of Jay-Z. I'm a huge fan. But I, here's, again, here we go. These are everyday, regular fucking people. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about you. You you make albums for a fucking living. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to rebuild and reestablish trust, respect, and love in our relationship, that's in-house. That's day in, that's day out. I don't care nothing about you releasing no product to the masses about what's going on. Because she had already done hers, though. You know what I'm exactly. saying? I really felt like 444, as dope as it was, was just in response to what she had already released. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this, she told her side. Now I'm gonna tell my side. The people can decide whatever they want from there on. And he did tell us more than you know what we had knew or anything that Beyonce had even mentioned. But I just, like you said, okay, yeah, it was great that you did it. It was cute, thanks. But the best apology, the best foundation to rebuild something like that is change behavior. Which and I don't give a damn about this album. He did that too. I don't know what he's done. And that's the, that's the reason that they, like that's how they express themselves through music. So he expressed through music, this is what I'm trying to do. Okay. So shit, he respected her enough to do that because he could have just let her walk the fuck away. When I don't respect a woman, if I cheat, that's Get pride. Caught, bitch bod. Niggas will love a woman but don't want to swallow their pride enough. That's another thing that will suffocate the shit out of love is your pride and unwillingness to admit when you're wrong. Had he let her walk away, my nigga, like he said, you he would have only been hurting himself. He would have been towed down and towed the fuck up that you lost somebody who was willing to go toe to toe for you in your corner. When you lose a motherfucker like that, you're going to be fucked up. Yeah, but he so, loved and respected her. So he I'm not changed saying he his behavior. didn't. I'm just saying he lost. My point is you lost some respect on both ends yeah, for them but with your he, behavior. But basically you said that if you cheat on a person, you don't respect them. I'm, I'm saying there's a loss of respect. Or yeah. either my thing is you maybe your pride is so high that you just feel like you elevate upside the rules of the relationship. Because you know that shit wasn't cool. Yeah, he knew. But most people know. And yeah, they still so, do it. But that don't mean that they don't respect you or love you. You know, motherfuckers just make mistakes. 
I'm not even justifying it. I'm just saying you are justifying. That's exactly what you're doing. What saying that motherfuckers make mistakes? Yes. No shit. I've made mistakes. I've pissed my mom off. I still love my mom. I still respect Pissing my somebody mom. Somebody off still... and then sharing your whole body with somebody else is two different levels, sir. Man, getting put on a gang. You still love your mama. It's something that your mama probably never wanted you to do, but you do it. A lot of niggas in prison love their mama to death, but they did something that their mama didn't raise them to do. Listen, that's your journey and your path. That's the difference between joining up with somebody and being in a relationship. Yes, my son is definitely going to do some shit that's going to piss me off, and I'm not going to lie. That's different. That's his journey and his path. He's got to do that. Us being in a relationship, you don't have to cheat on our journey and our path. Shit, you don't have to shoot a motherfucker, but people do it. People make mistakes. Listen, that, that analogy, it doesn't even go to this. It does. It doesn't. It does. A it lot doesn't. of the shit that you do to piss your parents off, it took effort to do. And you knew you loved your parents, but you did something. But did you do it in the mindset of, okay, I'm doing this to piss them off? No. Just like cheating. I'm not, you're not fucking another bitch like, this is, this is going to piss her off. I don't think beyond, I don't think Jay-Z was fucking homegirl like, B gonna be pissed But fuck that bitch I bet I that was the first her. thing He thought about Right after that nut came Fuck Cause yeah. there's niggas who cheat That's the first thing F- Fuck Now you can think clearly Because you didn't release The shit out your dick Great Yeah not all niggas Some niggas are when you can, that that's, the, that's what I'm saying When you care about the person Now you can see What the mistake You fucking <clears> made <throat> Doing that shit For 30 seconds of pleasure Stop Yeah <laughs> but, what, but what that got to do with the However real, long it lasts. Yeah, but like that that's not like, oh, if they cheat, they don't respect you and all that type of shit. Like Okay, let me let me edit the phrase for you. You lose some respect. Like, yeah. I don't feel like you respect me as n- enough to keep from hurting me. Like that's my thing. The respect going along with the hurt. You know I'm going to be fucking hurt if I find out. You know I'm going to be distraught. You know the relationship is not going to like. I feel like, yes, you can rebuild trust and this and that. That shit takes so much time. Now I'm paranoid. And I don't think men should be always held accountable for the way that women act and respond. But if you've been cheating on this motherfucker and this motherfucker decides to stay with you, don't be tripping when they ask you a hundred times where you going or where you been because you have created a space and energy of mistrust and nah, distrust. That. That's why. Once, what? Once you get taken back, that shit goes out the door. But <laughs> no, it, it can be difficult. No, I don't think you should bring it up and hold it over this nigga head like, uh, nigga, is the bitch there? Is no, Rashonda, don't do Rashonda there too. That bitch right. in the bathroom. That's petty that shit. That bitch at that club. That bitch at your job. That's petty. Oh, you going to work, huh? That, that, that bitch up there waiting for you. Exactly. No, I'm not that. That's exactly. She shouldn't do that. But I'm saying, if she asks you where you going. And then if there's some hesitation, or you slow, or you or you respond with, God damn, why you asking me? My nigga, I'm asking you because you be out here cheating. The fuck? God damn. Cheaters. So just just answer the question. Help her rebuild the trust in you is what I'm saying. Yeah, because I like that. No. I, I posted that shit on Twitter like nine, ten <laughs> years ago. Like, nigga, I, I'd rather have to, like, trip on my wife about where she been at than her having to ask me where the fuck I been at. <clears throat> okay, meaning? Like, uh, a lot of times, like, because, like, we basically, the, the point I was illustrating was, like, niggas is like, why the fuck is you nagging me about where the fuck I'm at all the time? Like, why you asking me where I'm going? Mm-hmm. I'd much rather my wife be badgering me about where the fuck I've been at than to have to ask her where the fuck she been at all night. Like, that's a scary question to have to ask your girl. Like, your girl coming in the house at 3 in the morning and didn't tell you where she was at? That's that's fucking scary. Is it? That's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Niggas niggas don't want to admit that shit, but nigga, imagine your girl come in the house drunk and you like, where the fuck you been at? And she tell you, why? Nigga, what the fuck you tripping off, nigga? Why you worry about where the fuck I've been at all night? I think it's a lot of people. Yeah, like exactly, nigga. You you don't want that shoe on that foot. That's a that's a hard motherfucking conversation. Niggas wouldn't want to talk about that shit. Like, nigga, what if your girl came in the house stumbling drunk three in the motherfucking morning? Nigga, would you be cool with that shit? Like, a lot of the shit that we do and be mad at our girl for tripping, nigga, we would not want to have that. We wouldn't want her to turn around and do that same shit to us. Exactly. We'd be sick <sighs> as a motherfucker. Nigga, niggas, niggas, won't, niggas won't put up with that as long as, long as women would. And no, they won't. But that's why I always say that women stronger than men. And that's not that we're stronger. We're retarded. 
God damn. Y'all nah, nah, mentally stronger strong. than stronger yeah, than that's mentally. strong. Because this shit that y'all could take and get over and the relationship is still turned around and be strong, that we'll let the whole relationship go behind. I've never had anyone physically cheat on me, and I don't think that I could be okay with that. I would want to say that I would because I don't think that's a reason necessarily to dissolve the relationship. I don't. But I just don't know. But yeah, and it, but it creates a, and a lot of women won't admit this, and I hate that we do this as women. Men don't realize this shit. After she get through cussing you out and all this whole bullshit, then she begins to internalize and say, "What was wrong with me? What do I not have? What am I lacking? What am I this that you would do that shit?" Even a Beyonce went through some shit like that. Like my nigga, I'm Beyonce, and you still out here cheating. You just the wasn't fuck? there at the time. Exactly. But we don't look at it like that. So it's like, don't send her down that road. Because she's got to rebuild herself now because of some shit you did. My favorite advice to my homeboys when they get married, jack off okay. a lot. Whenever you get that feeling that you need to hit somebody up and slide in their DM, jack off. If that's what it takes. And that's what that post nut clarity be like. I don't even want to hit this bitch up. I'm cool. I'll wait for my wife to get home. The power of the post nut clarity deserves to be on a t shirt. Yep. Jack off, nigga. Be I like, can. off and hit her up. Nah, you know what? Fuck that bitch. Can what, you buy love? What you do when no. you still want to hit her up after that? Jack off again. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Reconsider, nigga. Yeah, Shit. If you nigga, love her, see, after you jack off, if you still want to hit the other bitch up, you might want to reconsider your yeah, girl. Yeah, that's what I would say. You might want to reconsider the, the relationship you in. Yeah. You might be on some usher shit. Yeah. Want to lead the one you're with? Like, goddamn. Can you buy love? Hell no. You can't. No, not at all. What are you buying? In, in then? Fucking possible. What are you buying when people spend a whole bunch of money and now logic? Person, you're buying logic. You're, yeah. You buy, you're buying mental love. Like some motherfuckers are with a person because it, it, it's a smart thing to do. Like I'm with her because she pays the bills or vice versa. I'm with him because he got a stable job. He takes care of me. He buys me things. I know I'm going to be financially stable if I fuck with this man. But the nigga who I'm in love with is in jail right now. So I'm going to just deal with this nigga who's doing well financially because... He's cool. You know, we get along all right. So I'm just going to fuck with him. That's buying love? Yeah. That's or not buying that not, love. That's, well, that's buying logic. That's buying a, a mental love. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, say a nigga. Can you make a motherfucker fall in love yes. with money? No. Yes. No. But, but it no seems fucking to be way. happening. I see it all it's the time happening. here in LA. It's not happening. I do. Who? Women who are with men just because they're rich. Exactly. That's not in love. That's, what is that? That's that shit we talked about. What? But they marry them. Yeah. They marry them. Didn't we talk about this three or four episodes? They settled. They oh. settled on a rich nigga. They, they know it's somebody they in nigga. love with, but they settled. They said, this is the smart way to go because he's rich and I'm going to be straight. So I'm going to marry him because I'm going to be financially straight. Even though there's probably somebody who they in love with that's not doing so hot, they fucked with this motherfucker because they know that shit. The bill's always gonna be paid, so I'm gonna fuck with this person. But that's not in love. How do uh, how I'm mm. I'm trying to fathom the situation of when you're in love with someone, but knowing that they would not be able to be a good provider. Like, is all of that not taken into consideration when falling in love with somebody, or is no. that just purely just the energy? Or is that lust energy. that you're covering as love? No. Energy. Yeah, because trust me. Like, I'm sure my wife could have somebody with more money and I could have somebody with more money, but I'm in love with my wife. Even if my wife wasn't having money or none of that type of shit, I would mm -hmm. still be in love with her, literally no matter what. Okay. I, I could have had women who were doing better financially than my wife, but I was in love with her. Like, I was in a relationship with somebody at the time I met my wife. I left somebody who I was living with to get with my wife. I want okay. This did she know that mm. you were talking to somebody else? Uh no. Okay. But I told her. Okay. Like shit. I moved out with the girl who I was with to approach my wife. But so you made that decision cheating. because you wanted to, not because of her. 
What you mean? Because of the ex? Yes. No, nah, me and the ex was straight. I. She she busted my tires out my car. She busted my window. She she acted a motherfucking fool because I literally was like, "This ain't finna work." She was like, "The fuck you mean it ain't finna work?" We was chilling. We was kicking it. Everything was going okay, and I was like, "Yeah, this this ain't it, Chief. I'm gonna go ahead and move out." Wasn't no calm before the storm. It was calm. He said everything was calm. Was calm. (laughs) She was stormy. I'm trying to think like like. I'm glad. Hear me out, like, cause your wife listens. So not, not no disrespect. I just don't understand that. In I love, in love ain't something that could be explained. But you had logically. just met your wife, like you didn't know her. In love, fell in love. So you fell in love with her? How you don't know her? Hey, I don't know. It's not to be explained. I was in love. A lot of times, love just appear. And I believe it just appears, but it happens over. And this is my thing. I'm not saying that you have to know a motherfucker for years or months or anything like that. Like for me, it has been two months with certain people, six months with certain people. Like it it varies, right? Mm -hmm. But you still would have to have spent time and energy with this person for that connection to be like. Damn, I don't want to go a day without talking to this motherfucker. So I'm saying you with ain't spent no time with her. But he he was around. You was around yeah, her. I would see her. Yeah, you so, would see her. The yeah. fuck. Sometimes yeah. you see. You heard a uh, love at first sight. I don't believe it's, in that, that shit. That's that's like true. at first sight. To me, no. I, I, I liked her enough to get rid of a woman who was taking care of me. Literally, I, I had a job and this girl was taking care of me. So I had a homegirl just do the same situation. She had a nigga who was breaking her off big bread, right? She got rid of that nigga to be with this other nigga who don't even have no fucking job. Like, he's a street hood nigga. But she loves that nigga. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. That the lo- not There's logical. not always logic with love. I get that. But my thing is, she also has seven years invested in this street nigga. You know what I'm saying? But she also knows like he don't, he be in and out on some other shit. So she dates other guys and that's how she met this person. Wasn't no time spent with this dynamic. And that's why it's hard for me to fathom love on a foundational level because y'all ain't spent no time. And it doesn't have to be a, a certain, like I said, amount because it can just, it can just happen that way. It was at first sight. I can't. Repeat. I was like, "That's the one." <laughs> there she go. It's a lot of right people there. that's like that. Like, oh, that yeah. my future wife. I was like, "I'm finna marry her." Who said that? So Michael I, Jordan. No, there was another uh, celebrity who said that Which one? about oh, Nipsey. Uh, Cynthia Bailey. Oh, whoever that, that the is. The one who has that. She's a model. You know how <clears throat> Cynthia Bailey? Oh nope. yeah, she be on the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know she was engaged to Leon, and they have a daughter together. And he said when he saw her. He was like, that's my wife. Mind you, they ain't together now. But uh, that's what he said to himself. She was at one point. We are. She was. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. No, that, I wasn't saying but it yeah, in like a disrespectful way. It's, it's, like, it's, it's not to be explained. It like, can, I, I, you know. I, I, yeah, I was telling my cousin, like, nigga, you, you know you in love when you love them for nothing. If you could put your finger on why you love somebody, you might not be in love with them. Like, mm. oh, I love her smile. Oh, I love her sense of humor. Like, my wife, it ain't nothing I could put my finger on. Whether she laughing or pissed, I'm still in love with it. I Whether think you're going to cool always be in, lo- in love with a person. But I think there but, ought to be some attributes that you can say, this is what built to the emotion of that. No, because if that goes away, then the love will go away. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. No. And remember, my thing is not external things, internal things. Those that the core of who you are, for the most part, doesn't even vary like we think it does. You grow smart. Well, you should gain knowledge, become wiser, smarter in your decision making as you become older. But the core of I feel like your heart and who you are does not vary that much as you become older. So mm. you should be able to articulate that. I love this person because blah, 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 blah. What? If you can't <laughs> tell me at least three things and I don't mean nothing about this outside because you're right. Teeth could fall out, face going to get wrinkly, ass going to get saggy for sure. But I need you to say because I know your, your loyalty is there. I like the type of mother that you are to your child. Like these are the things that I have heard. And when the nigga say, he, okay, great, that's real. Because I'm always be a good mother to my son. I'm always going to be loyal if I rock with you. What? 
I didn't know none of that. Still fell in love. I can't. Well, hey, it's different. And and we said that it's different for different people, for sure. It's it's different. It's whatever (laughs) works for you. Yeah, because all the shit that you can name, a lot of times, that's how motherfuckers fall in love with superficial shit. But none of those things, loyalty is not superficial. Yeah, but some motherfuckers love your sense of humor. And then something happened and you ain't cracking all them fucking jokes like you used to and motherfuckers fall out of love. Like, when we got together, you used to be so goofy and you used to be so uh, spontaneous. We used to go on so many dates and have fun and have long conversations. Motherfuckers get older and mature and they like, nigga, I ain't into that goofy shit no more. I don't want to crack no fucking jokes. So that's what I mean. Like, some shit, even though it ain't physical or superficial, people change. People grow out of certain shit. Like, I might get to a point where I don't feel like fucking cracking jokes no more. I don't feel like being funny right now because a lot of motherfuckers are falling in love with a person because they're funny. A lot of times, some motherfuckers are just funny in certain settings. Like, I might be break room funny. I might be the, the, <laughs> the class clown in the break room. And you was like, oh, that nigga used to be so funny. We'd be sitting in the break room. He'd be cracking jokes. And then when we sitting in the living room, I ain't got time for that shit. I'm trying to watch this documentary. It's a time and a place for everything. True. I get what you're saying, but that's just time and place. If you're a funny person, you're going to be a funny person the day you die. I'm going to be 99, still talking shit, still being funny, and so are you. you still going to be sarcastic as hell, nonchalant about most shit. That's just who you, that's what I'm saying. That's the core of who you are. Now, you can't rest the whole relationship on that. And like you said, dates and shit. Don't start shit if you're not going to finish it, especially with women. If we start out doing dates and having this and that, Five years from now, we should still be going on dates and hanging out with one another. That's you getting lazy. That's not me resting our love on that. That's my nigga. What's, you're losing interest. Something is happening. What's going on? That's an indicator of somebody ain't, ain't as involved as they used to be. But that's some motherfuckers falling in love with certain shit that, that they feel is what the person is, and it's not. Yeah, I get you. Like, I, I I hear you. Motherfuckers fall in love with shit. Some motherfuckers fall in love because the sexual chemistry is so strong. Or Yo. they, they feel like they fell in That's love. That's a lot Let of Let me people. not say they fall in love. They fell in deep like because the sexual chemistry was there. I'm guilty of like, that. Like, nigga, oh, it just was, it was fireworks. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything was fucking perfect. Like, and, you know, that's what I mean mm-hmm. by love blind motherfuckers. Like, it's certain shit that you feel like is love. But it ain't. It's some bullshit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. motherfuckers feel like they in love because, oh, he's so cool and funny and all this shit. And really, motherfucker just an asshole. But you thought it was funny at first because y'all was smitten with each other. <laughs> then all, you know, it's just like the, the newlywed honeymoon stage. Like, when everything is cute when y'all first start fucking around, and then it becomes annoying after a minute. Like, you know what? Well, it ain't so fucking cute that when you burp after dinner no more. At first, I used to think that shit was funny. A lot of shit that a motherfucker do when y'all first start talking, you think it's fucking cute. And then it's like, all right, motherfucker, you should have grew out of this shit by now. But that's not love. Like, but, if you think, if you fall, that, that, to me, that goes to what I'm saying with not falling in love at first sight. Because you ain't had time to get past that initial, I'm smitten with them ass face to know that you genuinely in love. My thing is, times that I have said I'm in love with a nigga, he didn't already piss me off one or two times. So I know how I'm going to react. I know that I still want to rock with this person. We didn't been through some shit. I'll tell anybody. That love shit, yes, you want to feel that that energy and that vibe, but y'all really need to go through a situation, just one, to see how you going to respond and see how that person respond and see if what y'all really have can get past that. That's love. I ain't talking about, oh, I think this is cute and this and that. No, that's beginning ass shit in any relationship. Yeah. That's, yeah, no, but no, a no. Lot of Wait till your kid piss you off. Like, right. That kind of that's even that's an even test of your love, and especially as they become older and they think they know everything and what they're trying you, especially when you can see it. Especially here's the difference with adults, we're all we're all grown ass people, right? But with a child, you can see the mistakes they finna make and they still don't listen to you. Yeah, but you but still you love, love them, them unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Like no matter what these little motherfuckers do, you love them. So well. Be be, be selective with your love. Man, that's how motherfuckers fall into shit. Because just yeah. like how we had a hard time defining love, a lot of motherfuckers don't know what love is. Well, you you had a good definition. 
Well, y'all motherfuckers <laughs> run this motherfucker back to the beginning. There use that and fall in love based on that there shit. There you go. Being we got a bonus. Got a bonus. No bonuses. God damn. It was, it was a slow week. God I thought damn. that's what you was over there doing. I was trying to find something. I was over here looking like yeah. a motherfucker. Make up some old shit. Right, like, make up some shit. Do you think Aaron Burr really killed Alexander Hamilton? Well, have you guys heard of the Pizza Gate before? No, what's Pizza Gate? <laughs> <laughs> I take it you have. You, you know about Pizza Gate? Wasn't it like some molestation shit? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was a molestation uh, in D.C. Yeah. At, at a pizza parlor. They had these little. Uh, uh, um, I guess little logos to let you know it. They're all over. There is logos there that they put there mm-hmm. to let you know this is where it go down there with the with the kids and molestation. And Why it, is it called Pizza Gate though? Because it's, it's happening. They went parties. out the pizza shop. Yeah. So, but were they also selling pizza in there? Yeah, it's a. Uh, pizza they were shop. selling a pizza, pizza out the front and molesting boys and in the boy, back. But yeah, no pun intended. <sighs> yeah. But uh, I, I I'll just drop that on y'all for y'all maybe boy uh, butts. y'all y'all uh, look into that Google it the pizza gate yeah I'm not googling that shit I know about it it's okay. gross well for those yeah, that don't gross. know that's sad the innocent I'm saying nigga that was a bonus that was just brought up some weird shit ended the show today's cat versus dog winner is young dolomite young dolomite God damn win. Just for nothing. For nothing. Yeah, this has been another episode of the Cat vs. Dog podcast with me, Young Dolomite, and my lovely co-host, CJ, and the super producer, Ben Ready. Yep, yep. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media. Check out all the townhouse media podcasts, seriously, not another podcast, Friday nights. Uh, 9 p.m. Year. Yeah, oh, starting, they, they starting in February. That yeah, that's over. Okay. Yeah, might be changing the name. Yeah, still looking for a co-host, are we? Maybe, possibly Maybe. looking for it's a possibly. co-host. Possibly. Put it's your possible. bid in anyway. Uh, DM at the real Ben Ready or Townhouse Media now mm-hmm. uh, at gmail.com. All that good shit. Email, DM, anything, nigga. Just hit one of us up. Uh, check out the No Rules podcast Wednesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific. No Rules with a Z at the end. Of course, Cat versus Dog podcast because we up in this motherfucker Sundays three ish. You know, three thirty, three twenty five. Sometimes four. Might be a different time, but Shut we up. always available <laughs> on all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms. And the Too Much baby. Game podcast. Too Much Game five supposedly. But you know, maybe after that, that motherfucker might be late too. <laughs> but check that so motherfucker much. out. You got any words to close this, CJ? Love who you love. All right. See you, motherfuckers, next week. <laughs> we out. <laughs>